well, you're just saying that it's the okay. It's the po- it's a podcast. It's a it's a podcast. This is a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. Today on Alphabetical Birthday. Welcome to Alphabetical, the podcast where we take on the entire Beatles catalog from twelve to Y. Today we're right in the middle of the letter B. Letter B. <laughs> letter B. And we are going to talk about the song Birthday. My name is Joe Dater. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Al Adam. And I'm Pete the Retailer. <laughs> that was pretty good. And uh, yeah, birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, everybody. Hey, we did it. Uh, birthday from the White Album, also known as The Beatles by The Beatles. Is it the start of the second disc? Yes. The start of the second disc. Back start of the, of the third, yeah. Yeah. Third Which, um, this was, I'll jump straight to this part, that this was my first Beatles song that I owned, in a sense. Like, this is, because my 12th birthday... Your parents bought you the rights to the song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My parents were Michael Jackson. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that I, makes I, perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone could do it, it's Jacko. Uh, if anyone, my right around my twelfth birthday, the that was when the the kind of CD reissues, the kind of unification of the Beatles catalog was happening, and um, so for my birthday, my mom got me the White Album and kind of woke me up by playing Birthday because it was my birthday, and so it was like, oh, what the hell's going like, and uh, and so this was kind of my first, you know, this was the you know. The Beatles existed before. I had heard songs, and you know, my parents had copies of Sgt. Pepper's up on the, you know, in their record collection. But this is my first kind of uh, ownership. This is where I, I personalized the Beatles with with Birthday. Had you heard the song oh. prior to that? Probably on the radio or something. Right. But but you know, this is. I will always associate this with the, you know, this is where I I came in. Whenever you hear it, you just perk up like Ugh, like you're startled right. out of a dream. Anytime I hear it, I wake up and I'm 12 and my life starts all over oh again. It's terrifying. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So that was you woke up. You woke up to that. Yeah. This song is your, your Groundhog birthday. Day. Yeah. Not a bowl of gruel and a kick to the head. <laughs> That's what I was expecting, but no. You had instead, it too, I got the white You had album. it too easy, <laughs> pal. Uh, yeah. So this song was on the White Album, and um, by all accounts, Paul sort of wrote it on the spot while they were just kind of hanging out in the studio. Yeah, and uh, you know, shows you the musical genius of Paul McCartney, as popularized by Paul McCartney. <laughs> the musical genius of Paul McCartney was popularized by Paul McCartney. Yes, <laughs> yes, the very concept. I think this is a great song because one, everybody has a birthday. That's true. Yeah, and two, I don't. There hadn't previously been a song for that occasion. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's almost disappointing that it's not easier to sing in a birthday party context. Like, it's not a song you would sing to someone. Yeah, you just play it. Yeah, and, yeah, and you'd only play, like, the first five seconds. You're not going to sit there, okay, everyone, let's let's sit here for, ten, yeah. for two minutes while we listen to the song and then blow out the candles. Do you think Paul intended it as a hip alternative to the other birthday songs? If he was smart, he would have because he thought yeah. that people were going to adopt this instead, and that would become the new standard birthday party song. Yeah, he should have wrote it like the first, like opening verse was only like three lines long, and that's the part everyone would sing at birthdays. Right. Yeah. And then from there on, you know, because yeah. uh, got to break I've those been, hill sisters. I've been to birthday parties where people had trouble with remembering the lyrics to the regular Happy Birthday song. <laughs> There's no way this would have caught on. Wow. But if he really wanted that, 
he would have made the licensing for it free. Well, then he wouldn't make any money from it. Yeah, that was the yeah, whole purpose. The I mean, the irony <laughs> is the, the irony. Is, but they don't. But they don't go hunting people down for singing it. Like I don't know. Do at you least you I, never I've know. never heard of like the way the guys who own Happy Birthday. No, were, you've like, never heard of people doing true. it. That's the because point. Because they just they just kill they just disappear into a black sedan somewhere. That's or an apple green sedan drives <laughs> up and you never see them again and blue meanies come out and take them. Who knows? Ask, ask Mel Evans what happens to people who play. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Lennon does not have quite a tie of an opinion on this song. Yes. He called it a piece of garbage. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> yeah. John cranky Lennon. old John Lennon who was never, never got to be that old. Like He was just getting his cranky old man out before. Yeah, that was in 1980 when yeah. he's, he called it a piece of garbage. Yeah. So... Uh, hmm. Don't cross Paul is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. The implications, the implications of this conversation are really, yeah. really scary and yeah. wide-ranging here. But it, it brings me to, to Paul seeming creepy in this song to me. How so? Well, he's singing, well, he's singing in this sort of badass, his, his like badass voice, mm-hmm. his, this sort of pre-punk thing that he was doing. His long, tall Sally shout. Vocal fry, I think it's called. Is that what it is? I think that's kind of that's when teenage girls do it. I don't know if that's okay. So it's it's, but he's doing what teenage girls. He do. popularized it. Sure. Yeah. He popularized everything. Right. Exactly. You ask any teenage girl. Give us an example of the vocal fry. <laughs> Isn't that it? That's pretty much. That's what teenage girls sound like to me. So. Yeah. And when you know Paul like does velociraptors, that thing where he goes ha, like he his sounds voice just like, like that. that. Yeah. Well, if I could do it, I'd be Paul McCartney, okay? <laughs> he makes it look so easy. So, and then it's, the thing, it's, okay, it's full of red flags. He just, there's something kind of very, very creepy about it. He's, first of all, it's birthday. Mm-hmm. It's just four letters away from birthday suit. And <laughs> yeah, then that, you're singing about somebody being naked. That's my, uh, <laughs> for a long time, that's been my interpretation of the song. Other, uh, Despite what I said about it being, you know, my 12th birthday and being, you know. He's being very, very, you also grew up on a nudist childhood. colony, right. which a lot of people don't know about you. But then a couple yeah. years ago, you know, when you're in your 20s, let's say, and you get start to thinking about this kind of thing. And, and yeah, it's, if, if you add suit every time they say birthday, it becomes a completely different. It's like, oh, like you're naked. Mm-hmm. I'm naked. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is like that. It's very, it's toxic to me. It's just, it's, there's a, for, for sure, he's singing to a girl, right? I mean, obviously, most rock songs are being sung to a girl, right? It's all the same girl. There's just one. She's she's actually still in the studio aging away. Well, I have a theory. You can take any sentence and make it a rock lyric by adding girl at the end of it. (laughs) That's true. You know, like, yeah, stocks rise, girl, you know, just anything, (laughs) you know. You make it all R&B ballads. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Birthday girl. Yeah, so I think that. Then um, he starts off, they say it's your birthday. Well, who are they? Her family. It seems like, well, it could be anybody, you know? I think my theory, there is no they. He's just walking up to random women in the street and saying, they say it's your birthday and hoping he gets a hit. Mm. Right. Hoping it is her birthday, right? Yeah. And then it's my birthday, too. That is by far the strangest element. That's of the, it definitely like, narrows the plate, the times you can play it. He's like a harasser. Right. Yeah. You know? There's like a, just a guy in the street. Mm. Going, hey baby, birthday, my birthday too. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, sound, I, I doubt that. I can't say I've ever met Somehow. a girl who had the same birthday as me, but I've known mm. a few whose birthdays were like within two or two days or so. so my neighbor's mom, who I guess was also my neighbor, had the same <laughs> birthday as me when I was growing up. 
Did you? Should have, I should have sung that story. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been weird. It would have, right? I should have woken her up with it by blasting it, <laughs> holding, holding, holding the yeah, stereo yeah. above your head. Didn't say anything <laughs> with the with the white album. Well, I once met a girl at a at a show. She was just randomly sitting in the seat next to me, and mm-hmm. she was cute. And somehow I started talking to her, and we discovered we had the same birthday, huh? And which was September third. And she was also a big Beatles fan, and I probably could have used this song as a way of a sort of a pickup line. But unlike Paul McCartney, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy. We're going to have a good time. He's moving fast. Yeah. He's moving fast. He's coming down fast. I'm glad it's your birthday. <laughs> it's just very much, it's very much about him. It's not about right. her. I'm glad it's your birthday. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's my birthday, too. Yeah. yeah. And yes, then the are going to a party party, a potty party. Well, to me, that's the biggest <laughs> red flag of all is, yes, we're going to a party party, a party party. So she says, well, what, what, what do you mean we're going to a party? What, what kind of a party is this? You know, it's a party party. <laughs> that to me is a big red flag. We should have been hanging out with the Beatles. Mm. Actually, no, we probably shouldn't have been hanging out with the Beatles. No, not, <laughs> not in this. Not when they get into this mode. I'll go hang out with Ringo. You guys yeah. go be weird. This is just this is Paul at his most predatory. If I was this girl, I would not leave my drink unattended at this party. <laughs> Don't take your eyes off your drink. This is a very sinister interpretation. It is. Yeah, it's wow. A, you just took this song and made it really dark. This is, a very, this is actually a pretty hard it's a pretty hard song. It's pretty dark. It's kind of proto punk in a way. I was just gonna compare this song to a Klondike bar, but I don't even know like what to think anymore. Um, it's also much like a Klondike bar. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, because it, it's like, you know, you, you take a bite out of a Klondike bar, you close your eyes, and it's like you're skiing down a mountain. But if I, like, listen to this song and close my eyes, I feel like I'm at a Mets game or something. Yeah, so I was going to say, it's become like a stadium song. Yeah. Um, so part, like, mainly just that kind of opening yeah. riff. Yeah. When I hear it now, I get very like, oh, yeah. Just, you know, when they show, you know, happy 12th birthday, Johnny, you know, on the on the Jumbotron, and they go through the crowd and, you know, all the people who paid to be there. Um, but there's a dark side to that Jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> it's very predatory. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier to find your targets on a screen that big. <laughs> right. That's, you know, Paul's just sitting there at, at uh, Shea Stadium just with, waiting to with see With a sniper rifle. <laughs> and he goes up to all those people afterwards and says, like, oh, it's your birthday? It's my birthday, too. <laughs> yeah. This this song is the result of uh, several years of having teenage girls just throw themselves at you all day, every day. Mm. Oh, I so think. you're saying he was waiting for them to be 18. I don't think he was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> she was just 17. She was just 17. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, on the lighter you're side... You're 16, you're beautiful in your mind. <laughs> this, this was a Beatles, um, I don't know if you call it a benchmark or a omen of bad times to come. It's the first Beatles song that has ladies singing on it. Yeah, specific ladies. Yeah, uh, Yoko Ono, Linda. I guess she was she was Linda Eastman at the time, not Linda uh, McCartney. Oh, was Linda on it? I didn't know that. Oh, I, I had that's Yoko had. and and uh, and Patty Harrison. Patty Harrison oh, that. let me double check that. I could be wrong, but yeah. But so once you hear, once I read that, mm-hmm. I cannot not hear Yoko singing. Oh, you didn't know it was her the whole time? No. Oh, wow. So, no, it's, no I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was her. Wow. So, But you're no. right. Now I can't Yeah, hear now it. I can yeah. just automatically hear it in my head. And I don't know what, what Patty Harrison sounds like. But. You are correct. It was written for Linda Eastman, who was, no. whose birthday was the next week. Mm-hmm. And, but Patty and Yoko sing on it. So hmm. uh, Interesting. Yeah, so uh, in light of uh, all the... Uh, um, Paul McCartney was shortly to be very angry that there were female voices on a Beatles record with uh, 
long and winding road, but this time he was apparently happy about it. But right, I heard I, I read that him and uh, Ringo played it together at Radio City a couple of years ago hmm. for Ringo's 70th birthday. Wow, and they said it was his birthday. Was yeah. it really? I don't know. But was it Paul's too? Were they born on the same day? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we know this song sends Joe into fits of terror as he <laughs> fears for his life. But it's uh, just a little icky. It's ew. Just think about this on your next birthday, people. To it. There's an ew factor to it. That's all. Uh, I generally like it. I hover somewhere around the three and a half, four. So we'll say three and three quarters candles. Oh, no. Pieces of garbage. Which is better? Pieces of garbage <laughs> or candles? Uh, candles. Those candles that don't blow out. Oh, yeah. The ones that, okay, yeah. Four ever lighting candles. <laughs> Okay, so wait, four? Uh, I'll settle. Uh, no, I'll give it three and a half. Okay, it's not. It's not. It's a little. Uh, the lyrics are a little too uh, kind of fluffy to be qualified as a four song. So gotcha. But I'll go with four. Hmm. Anyone else wanting four candles? Four ever lighting candles? I'll go with three and a half. I'll I'll say it's a rocking little number. It is. It is. Uh, it is hard. It is kind of proto punk. Um, and I'll take one and a half off for it being potentially an anthem of date rape. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Pete? I'll, I'll go a solid four. Four? It, it might even be higher if it wasn't for it. It's just become kind of that ubiquitous cliche. It takes a little bit. It almost becomes a novelty song. I know a novelty song would give it bonus points in your book, Alex, but uh, um, it takes away, it just prevents it from going any higher. So solid four. I like it. I'll never skip it. Overly familiar, though. Overly familiar, perhaps. Adam, what do you think of it? I'll go with 3.5. Three, three and a half. half. All right. Um, Why is that? It's just a fun song, but yeah. uh, my favorite birthday song has to be uh, the Futurama birthday song. So, mm. uh, I found a very bad cover <laughs> by a group called Underground Sunshine. That Did, was a hit for them, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently it was yeah. the, the, there's a YouTube clip of them performing it on American Bandstand, and it's like... As the name Underground Sunshine might, this is 1969, and they are like the most cliche, bad hippie band that you can imagine. So, uh, Underground Sunshine. I, uh, when I was looking for covers of this, uh-huh. I found earlier we were talking about how you don't, you know, gather around and sing this to somebody on their birthday. Uh, one of the <laughs> things that came up for, you know, cover of the Beatles, you know, birthday uh, was a clip from Moonlighting. I saw where, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> As uh, what sort of Sybil Shepherd is is walking in, and and Bruce Willis jumps out and starts singing this, and they got the whole rest of the the crew there, you know, Mr. Pesto and all those guys, Booger are all like gathered around the table, and they're all kind of banging on the table and doing the doing the musical bit, and 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 Bruce Willis is out singing, you know, say it's your birthday, in his Bruce Willisy way, yeah, and so that uh, was Booger called Booger on that show. He, he should be Booger in everything he does, pretty much, right? Yeah. I assume I they used what his name was on that. I can't think of it. I assume they used that song in that show because it was cheaper than paying the two little old ladies who wrote "Happy <laughs> right. Birthday to You." Exactly. It and probably was about the time that the Beatles CDs were coming out. So I wonder if they were yeah. like giving Maybe people it was like a promo, giving people discounts on uh, on use, on licensing the songs. Product placement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but that was my cover of it. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta I, look that up. I I have no. I, I used to remember watching Moonlighting with my mom, but I can't mm-hmm. remember pretty. Anything at all from that show. It's sad. Neither can I. Other than Mr. Pesto, I like saying that. All right, so uh, we'll be back on Monday. Monday. Monday, we've got a Blackbird. That's, that's all I got. I don't know. <laughs> what? Blackbird on Monday, everybody. We'll be joined by a flying Blackbird, Blackbird. Down. Yep. Number nine. Yes. In the dead of night.